Hey, everybody. So, man, it's been a long time coming for this. i uh been really wanting to kind of start this podcast for, you know, a couple of years now. Um, it started with just a burning desire to, you know, empower people to live their best self potential, health potential, you know, experience life freedom free from the shackles either imposed on them from societal norms, their own limiting beliefs, their upbringing, uh, various reasons why that we can all really attribute our, our changes for the good or the bad. We, we can all really attribute those to uh, various external forces, also just internal forces, you know, lies we believe, mindsets we buy into that aren't true, um, you know, ways that our upbringing was challenging and, you know, things of that nature. But I uh, serve, this is serving as an intro, you know, this is going to serve as an intro to the podcast Faith, Fringe, and Freedom. And, you know, it feels like it's been in the works forever. And, you know, as I'm sitting here recording this, it, it feels very surreal. And, you know, my, it, it was birthed out of all my life. I would just, man, I would just feel things differently. I would see things that uh, other people just seemingly wouldn't encounter, the things that they didn't notice, but I noticed. And much of my adolescence was filled with this idea that there must be something wrong with me or like, what the heck? Why do I see things like I do? Or why do I... Why was I able to read that person's intentionality, um, you know, even just at a young age? I was able to know, hey, this person's not being truthful or something's not right about that person. The The best way I could articulate it would, would really be just, oh, man, I just it just doesn't feel right. Something deep in my soul would just sort of feel agitated from certain people's presence while it would feel elated around other people's presence and you know, I didn't know what that was. And, you know, I, I struggled to start this at least more recently because some of my background, as as you'll get through the podcast, is, you know, this isn't going to be designed for me to, you know, as my friend Chris would say, just blow it all here in the one time. You know, I, I hope and my hope and my prayer is that, you know, you get to know me over the course of this, not that I just you know, throw everything out there in one, one podcast episode and, you know, then have not as much to give on the next one and, and things like that. I just, I would, I, I found myself really like experiencing life differently than a lot of people. But as I got older, I realized that my experience was, uh, however unique was also at least similar to, uh, other people that began to emit some of the same ideas or some of the have some of those similar feelings or or uh having some of those uh similar uh feelings be, when they meet people or like discernments or you know you could put all kinds of labels on it but i just noticed that as i grew up um i felt more and more alone as i got older and would would notice things from a perspective that most people would never want to confront and it was incredible to me to 
grow up the way that I did and just have these strange experiences that I couldn't explain rationally as I was a young kid all the way up until, you know, even now being, you know, 38 and approaching my 39th birthday this year, um, I, I just found myself seeing from a different perspective than most people. And, and it, especially through, you know, the adolescent years of puberty anyway, right? I, I started to have these feelings, um, giftings, talents, perceptions, abilities to see beyond the veil and, and to sort of read intentionality and um, sort of know before knowing, sort of being able to understand before understanding is the best way that I can articulate it. And a lot of that I would have attributed to gifts of the Spirit, you know, things that God, I believe, birthed inside of me. And, uh, you know, that, that was, that's a very much important of important part of my life. And, and, you know, where much of the basis of the faith part of this podcast is going to come from, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer, born again, believer in Jesus Christ. You know, that's something that's uh, very important to me. And, you know, I always had this sense of the spirit realm. I always had this understanding, um, at least at it as, at least we would call it sort of a, a sensitivity, to the things of the spirit and the things that go beyond the physical. And I'm very much a man of science as well, which is a funny contrast. Um, at least it's, you know, perceived to be a contrast, but I actually think it's much more of a partnership than that. It's, it's something that I found as I would begin from a place of faith, I would sort of embrace some of the scientisms we'll say, and, they actually would back up some of the beliefs and give articulation to the beliefs that I did have while, while also causing genuine conflictions in me of the sort of religious mindset um, failing to embrace things that the scientific world is actually backing up, but because it looks pagan or because it looks... Uh, foreign to the things of God or, you know, whatever religious spin was put on it, there was just this idea of avoiding anything to do with science. And as I developed, it became a very frustrating feeling of uh, more of a, more of this aversion to growth. And I, I always wonder where that came from. And now I went through that myself, you know, in the faith side of this podcast uh, I, you know, I have, I've had the same questions that many of you would have had or are having, um, whether you grew up in the church or didn't, whether you're a quote unquote believer or not. Um, you know, we all have some of the similar, some similar questions. Um, the problem is that we are all trying to find the answers in the way that we know how to do the best with what we have and what we've been given from our parents. So like we, we may come from a different beginning, but we will all over time, most of us will, will come to the place where we have more questions than answers, but as we have more answers, those become uh, questions, and they generate more questions, and then we have to have answers to those questions, and then we get the answers to that next set, and then that, that next set leads us to the next. And so, you know, this thing called life is is very complex, and my desire in this podcast has... Um, definitely been something. It's it's one of exposure. Um, it's it's one of of vulnerability. It's one of um 
coming from a very, you know, we'll say specific faith-based uh, perspective, sort of a uh, uh, spiritual worldview uh, rather than a secular worldview. But I'm somebody that can embrace at least the understanding and ideas associated with a secular worldview, um, allowing other perspectives to shape me and change me and either firm up uh, tenets, I believe, of my faith. They either firm it up because they make me ask the questions that help me to generate the answers that strengthen my belief. But, you know, there's other things that people would perceive or, or say or ask questions of that would make me look at it from a perspective I never thought I would. And the the ability to hear other perspectives and, you know, formulate some thought processes behind that is really powerful. And I found over those years through the faith portion um, that there's a lot of suppression in the church. There's a lot of rules, regulations, guidelines, legal, uh, uh, legalism, as we'll talk about. Um, and I just found myself you know, through many of my times in church, not really getting the answers to the deep questions beyond the superficial things the pastor would talk about that you hear at Sunday school every single day. But some of the deep complexities of the word were always things that intrigued me. And they were always things that went beyond the superficiality of religiosity, as I will call it. And, you know, just made me think from a different perspective and, and actually make me go, hey, why is that scripture there? What does that mean? And what I found was that many of the ancient questions that we all have have a biblical reference to them, but I think that that through the pursuit of uh, inside of the movement of Christianity, I think that we sometimes find ourselves lacking the experiential portion of it. Uh, the we we sort of have 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 bought into this secular secularism of the church that's caused us to dismiss the superficial or sorry the the supernatural nature that is found throughout the scriptures and evidence evidentiary the evidentiary basis for some of those things that were you would say supernatural but has physical evidence of the supernatural act happening um and I, I couldn't reason with those things, um, mostly because I would find people that would want to dismiss it. And I couldn't understand how uh, people that are supposed to be Christians that believe in a Savior that was that died and hung on a tree for them and, you know, was then raised for the dead. They, they, the whole tenet, the whole basis of this thing called Christianity, Christianity is based off of that truth. And I would ask the questions of that validity. I would search the same way that many of you have, are, will do, or what have you. Um, I, I would find myself really looking for those answers through other means. And again, either to firm up what I already did or make me look at it from a different perspective. And, you know, I certainly never, I certainly didn't reach a point where I didn't no longer believed. It was just a matter of needing to find the, find the, uh, find the truth through taking a step dab it, looking from a perspective I normally wouldn't have. And, you know, we live in a culture where we want to sort of dismiss any idea that's contrary to ours, but my argument throughout this podcast and really any conversation I have on and off of this is that 
we can really sharpen each other by simply allowing ourselves to listen to other perspectives that we may not agree with. But because we are open-minded enough to listen can shift our perspectives and have us to look at something from a perspective we never would have thought of that can deepen our beliefs and deepen our faith in those beliefs, but also make us go, hmm, you know, I never looked at it from that perspective, and I'm going to have to go back and question the validity of that particular topic. You know, that that's important um, for us to be able to have some social discourse, not discord, discourse, and be able to, you know, discuss openly um, beliefs that we may not agree on, but certainly we can talk and, and discuss them, and, and there's this this uh, unspoken decorum where you're going to respect the person's viewpoint, and man, we just, we love censorship right now. We, we have such a cancel culture right now that it's maddening, and, you know, we are allowing the immoral majority to sway every decision that's happening from the low-level business to the governmental organizations that control one country to the organizations that multi multiple countries are, are a part of, you know, like, you know, we, we go down from the basic, I could say it like the townships from the townships is the that are, you know, usually like a population of like under 5,000, I believe is the definition for that. But, you know, don't quote me, but it's, you know, within the thousands of town, which is a township all the way up to, you know, that state, uh, that country, and then something like, you know, the UN, you know, being a, a, a force that has representatives from every country of the world that all talk and convene on on things that are important to the entire global network. Um, all of these things are impacted, and there is nothing will get done if we're too focused on figuring out who's right. And, you know, this brings me to a good segue as to why I decided tonight was tonight. And with Part of it was overthinking, part of it was just, you know, my own life experiences putting me in a place where it's not going to be valuable if I don't get some things right in my own head, heart, mind, soul, spirit, everything. Like, if I don't have certain levels of alignment, I don't have anything to give you. And today, um, I was able, I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, have a job transition from being a massage therapist to clinician. You know, I, I worked as a consultant for a management company that uh, man it helped manage and and uh, train and equip uh, people in the healthcare field, um, holistic healthcare, MDs, DOs, uh, physical therapists, massage therapists, chiropractors, functional medicine doctors, medically integrated clinics, things like this. Um, I left that. That was kind of a corporate corporate training job. I God, I loved it. And it shaped me. There are things of that that I won't go into now that really fundamentally changed who I am in a good way, like layers and layers and layers of uh, preconceived notions, programs, engrams, lots of different language you can do, but barriers and suppressions to my ability to function as my whole and true self were just exploded and broken off. Um, much like, you know, much like the fundamental experiences I've had in the church that are most paramount to me living a life of freedom in Christ. And, you know, I actually experienced freedom in Christ through a secular job that doesn't have 
a basis in Christianity or anything close to it, which isn't for this time. But man, the dichotomy of that is, is so fascinating. But I found myself really shedding, shedding off of, of self-limiting beliefs and things that held me back from manifesting my true self. And, and um, we, we all have those, those, those various levels of, of that. And, you know, I have the, had the privilege of uh, finally walking away from massage, at least at a full-time capacity after 15 years of being a massage therapist. And so that afforded its own pursuits of what to eat, what not to eat, um, you know, things that I'm definitely going to go over in this podcast that you're you're going to get and you're going to hear whether you like it or not. But the beauty of this podcast is there's so many other ones that if I say anything that bothers you or offends you, um, you know, I'm sorry for, I'm sorry you're offended, but, you know, there's other podcasts you can listen to. And I only say that because there's certain convictions that I hold dear and true that I'm not here to, um, I'm not here to say it in a way that makes it nice and sugarcoaty and fluffy and, and rainbowy for you. I'm, I'm here to um, lead to a specific purpose. I'm here to lead to a specific causality in your life. And to do so, it's going to cause us to go through some stuff that you may not be comfortable with going through at first because I wasn't comfortable hearing it. I wasn't comfortable going through it myself when I had the various levels of awakening that I've gone through in my own self. Um, but it, it comes down to, to bringing value to you as the listener. It, it, it becomes that my whole life would be bringing value to other people and, and transformation in other people, uh, spiritually, emotionally, physically, all of those aspects, literally the entirety of the human experience, I want to bring a level of value to help you to live your best health potential, your best self potential, your best wealth potential, literally every aspect of your life being completely blessed, being completely blown up in a good way, but like all of that. So that job transition led me to um, being in IT. I wanted to be in IT because the physicality and the massage was something that I wanted to slip into or slip out of and slip into something else that would be able to, one, pay me a little bit more, be a little less work, and give me something that when I leave the workplace, I leave the workplace at the work, the work at the workplace and come home to my wife and my two kids and I'm present with them and I'm there and I'm not having the financial burden and stress of, of spending you know, slaving myself physically and having it not actually make up the difference in the bills and then constant feeling this constant barrage of never making it above above the, the basics that we need, right? And so I made this transition into IT and they are just incredible. Like every job trauma that you would normally experience or things that we may, come, may bring up in this, it's, it's really powerful because I don't have any of that. And it, what one of the most the funniest things are ironic, I should say. One of the most ironic things about freedom is that until you're in a place of, <laughs> when you begin to experience freedom from many years of the opposite, the freedom feels, feels more foreign than, than the trauma. In other words, you're so used to the beat down, drag out fight that life is that when you experience levity, peace, rest, and freedom, you question it because you're more comfortable with the trauma and the cage. And my whole goal with this is to help you see where you might be in a cage, help you see that the door's open and always has been. All you had to do was let go of the comfortability of the fear, let go of the comfortability of the trauma 
the negativity, the whatever you're sitting in, to realize the daggone door to freedom is open right there in front of you. All you got to do is look up, see that you're in a cage, and see that the door is open and walk out. I want to be your hand through that. And I mean that spiritually, emotionally, physically, relationally, everything. And all of those things to say is, you know, I'm now at a job where there's freedom. And one of my good friends, actually the pastor of our church, he had lost his dad. And I was able to be, I was able to come and drive two hours to see him and to be there for the funeral. And this is going to sound kind of weird because it's going to bring me to a conversation I had about, oh goodness, about six hours ago now with my, my good buddy Chris, which I'll bring up a little later. And we're sitting there and I said to him that I, there's, there's an aspect I love about funerals. And it sounds really crazy until you hear what's coming next. But I always begin, when I go to funerals, I end up going there and thinking about it from the perspective of legacy. I think about it from the perspective of uh, what am I leaving behind, you know? And that's really important for me to think about because it's something that I'm going to be leaving behind the people that I care about, and I want some legacy. I want, what is going to live on beyond me? So you know, when I'm at a when I'm at a funeral, I I, I get very um, uh, reflective on that. I think, what would people say about how I lived my life when I'm pushing up daisies and they're still here? What am I leaving behind? And that brings me back full circle to some of the reasons, at least recently, why this start of the podcast was something that I didn't feel right about yet. Um, and that's because I had lost sight of a very important fact. So I think I've teased out faith enough, but fringe. Faith, fringe, and freedom. And I think I got so focused on the fringe that I forgot the main part of that. The third and final The third and most important is freedom. That's what I want for you because much of my life has been having to dig deep into the visceral muck that was on the inside and pull out the goodness. And, you know, I had my faith in Christ to do that. So, so don't, don't make it, make it, don't think that it's wasn't without that. And what was it without um, the relationship there and wasn't without my heavenly father. It wasn't without any of that. It wasn't without that at all, but also just our ability that I believe is God given to break off the chains that bind us because of intrinsic ability to do so based on him putting it in us in the first place. In other words, we have the potential on the inside of us to live the best life that I believe he designed for us or our purpose in life and I believe that our goal here is to live that fully. Um, on the way up to the funeral, I was listening to this uh, book, and it was something profound. I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not going to try to quote it. But it basically was talking about um, the idea that you manifesting your full purpose and who you're supposed to be in this world is for a specific reason. And if you don't do it, nobody else will. You have such a unique fingerprint just as unique as the one physically on your skin that you have a fingerprint that you're supposed to leave on this world 
you're supposed to leave your thumbprint on some aspect of this place so that at least the ones closest to you that really matter can say, Josh made his mark. You know? Chris made his mark. Angie, you made your mark. Bill, you made your mark. Jessica, you made your mark. You have a mark that you're supposed to put here. And you're not going to get to a place of freedom if you don't go through some fringe. And so as I'm sitting there at the funeral, first of all, it was a beautiful service. And I'm so honored that I had a job that two days ago I said, hey, a good friend of mine lost his dad. I want to be there. Okay, just put PTO in your calendar. That was the end of the conversation. I was so incredibly blessed by that. But I had no idea the impact that my ability to do that was going to make on me for the drive up, listening to the book that I did. And, uh, you know, some of the things that it said that I never thought it would be would be saying. It was actually the miracle morning. Uh, so if you if you get a chance, it's, it's powerful. Um, but there was something he said in there. Again, it was about leaving your mark, and it, he was quoting a different book. And I actually think I saved it on my um, Audible account here. So let me see if I can just pull that up while I'm, you know, I'm talking about it because um, it was it was really good. So I think that I can go to my go to my profile here and look at my wish list. Let's see if it's in my library because I've never really looked at my wish list on there before. Here we go. I found it. So it's called A Return to Love by Maureen Williamson. And I've, I'm waiting for the one credit so I can buy that because uh, it, what, what he said in there was so powerful that um, it was talking about if you let other people or your own limiting beliefs keep you from living your full potential and the mark that you're supposed to make on this world, you're not living your, you're not living your full godly gifting and purpose. And worse, you're keeping you're keeping the impact that it is going to have on the world from happening, which means you're not going to affect the change that you're supposed to affect the change in everybody else after you leave. Like, you not living your full potential because of somebody being upset that you're successful is exactly the opposite of what God has for you. In other words, it was a paraphrase of that. Like I said, I told you I would kind of butcher it, but the idea behind that is literally if you don't do it, it won't happen. So you have a mark to put here. And the important part of legacy for me is sitting at this funeral thinking about that. Um, I, I think I lost sight for, you know, at least a couple weeks here of the why, the true why behind this podcast. And something else that came up in, in the book too was, catch me here, the whys focus on the whys. In other words, the wise people in the world focus on the why they're doing what they're doing. And I think for just a hot second, I lost sight of that why. Um, you know, faith, fringe, and freedom, we're going to talk about all aspects of all of those. And the things that we're going to sort of expose and uncover inside of the fringe parts are necessary for your freedom. They are necessary. But it's very sim- very easy sometimes to get caught up in the muck and the mire of what na- what is negative, nasty, and lurking behind every time you walk out your door that can keep you from living your best health potential if you don't do one of two, to, if you don't actually live the freedom outside of that, you know. And so uh, now my buddy Chris Mathis that I 
grew up with, man. Like we were both 10 and 11. Um, and I moved to the neighborhood after being in Pickerington and, you know, Chris was the next door neighbor. And I remember even to this day being on the back porch and seeing him and remember that awkward feeling of feeling like, Oh, Hey, I, that kid looks about my age, man. I'm nervous to make new friends. I hope he'll like me. I actually remember thinking that and feeling that. Man, that'd be really cool if we could be friends. I just remember those things coming through my head at that moment, all those years ago at 11 years old, um, seeing him. And, you know, I found myself two hours away from Columbus. You know, he now lives in Cleveland. And, you know, I was looking at uh, the GPS to the funeral where this was being held to be there for my brother and be there for my pastor and the guy that spurs me on and, you know, very important man and brother and friend and everybody, everything in my life that uh, I, I noticed that uh, I just so happened to be 45 minutes from my buddy Chris's house. Uh, this is a guy that I deeply love and care, care for. And um, people that have known you all of those years, time can go by and space can be great between you but they will never know they they will always know you better than any other friend you met in between always and there will be times in my life that I would meet Chris after a, finding out the people that I've been around for however long really weren't my friends and I would notice their true intentions after the desire of fully truly needing them in a moment when I've given all my all to them in any moment that they needed it, simply because I cared for their freedom and I cared about them being able to um, vent and, and, you know, really just cared for their uh, livelihood, right? And I would find myself, um, as I would pursue many of the things that this podcast will talk about, my friends list got shorter and shorter because very few people as I grew up would want to have the same pursuits and talk about the same things that really matter, you know, not the superficial stuff, not the gossipy stuff, which, you know, in the entertainment world, it has its value. It has its entertainment value. And, you know, sure, sometimes it's fun to just mindlessly watch Jerry Springer sometimes. I remember doing that as a kid. I'd wake up and, you know, my mom and I would watch it and we were talking about how it would be like a train wreck to watch it. But, you know, I just knew that I, I, I wanted more out of life. I always had this sense of that. And I always, has, always had this burden of, wanting to be better, act better, have more, have better, all of these things. And and um, I would meet Chris at various times after the various moves that I did at that age, and I would run into him at the perfect opportune, I believe, ordained times when I needed a reminder of somebody that's always been there for me, no matter what no matter the time, no matter the distance. And that's when I would run into Chris. Literally every time would be after some falling out with somebody. Um, and, you know, I, I'm sure that, you know, some of those would have been um, my own doing, but I can tell you this, that they were always for the better. You know, I'm sure that there were times and I added to it and maybe made it happen sooner than it could have because I was a prideful prick or something like that or I said something rude or blunt. But, you know, I always had this brashness to me where I just would speak the truth in love. 
And, you know, I didn't like to sugarcoat things. In fact, I find it very exhausting to try to pre-think how I need to say something to you based on coddling your feelings. And that's going to sound really harsh, but please don't misunderstand my tone and intentionality. I want your freedom more than I want your comfortability. I'm going to say it again. I want your freedom more than I want your comfortability. I will apologize for how I say something, but my truth will not be apologized for. The truth that I said to you that was true as I see it and I believe, I won't sugarcoat. But I'll, I'll apologize if I'm a little rough. I'm a, I'll apologize if I say something in a way that was offensive because I don't want to be that. That's not my heart. But I want your freedom more than I want your comfortability. So I used to lecture and teach in some colleges, and if the, the lecturer repeats something more than once, that means they want you to remember it and it's important. So I just said it three times. That's because... It's important, so we'll go with the fourth. I want your freedom more than I want your comfortability. And so some of those breaking aways, some of that breaking away of other people would be because I just would want more out of the life than than they did. And so we would very uh, uh, organically sort of fade. And many of those people I, to this day, don't talk to and really don't care to. But Chris... You're going to listen to this because you've been excited for me to do this. You, sir, have been paramount in my life, not just at 11 when I was scared to death of having just left all my good friends to am I going to have friends. And even though I did move a lot, you never wavered. And we always had this friendship and, fr- frankly, brotherhood. Um, and the podcast sort of came from that. And coming up to the funeral and then... I gave I gave Chris a call at like 10 a.m. and said, hey, man, I know that your wife's a planner and, you know, I, I've got uh, I've got this funeral I'm coming up to and I'm like going to be 45 minutes away from you. You know, I'd love to see you. Hey, if, I said, if not, it's totally fine. I get it because, uh, again, I know your wife's a planner and, you know, can sometimes like to have things so-so and I deeply respect that and care for her more than I could express to her. I'll, I'll get more opportunities, of course, but... Man, um, yeah, just great people. Um, but, you know, he's, he called back and said, yeah, she's cool. We usually go to dinner on Fridays anyway, so, yeah, we can go. And so he said, just head over here once you're done with uh, what you got going on. And so, you know, I had an incredible experience in the Lord, too, at this thing. I mean, I felt the presence. I was singing my daggone heart out. And um, the things that everybody had to say was such a tribute of life for um, the man that was being honored. But they didn't, you could tell that they actually believed what they were saying. And I know that sounds crazy, but um, it's kind of funny because sometimes you can tell the disingenuineness of people. And that's one of the things I can usually sense, even if I'm going through a funk. There's certain giftings and things that I've had that are only intensified by my own sort of living my full potential. Um, you know, but, but I could really, it was just incredible to sense the genuineness that they had and the fact that. They really cared, and they really thought about um, thought a lot of of the man we were honoring, and they bl- they bled it. You could just tell they loved the Lord, and you could tell in their being in their presence, you could tell the presence was there. And so, funerals are always a place for me to be really contemplative and reflective, and they spur me on to live a better life than those people died for. I think about the values that those people will hold, and the way that they live their life, and all of those good things that people say 
that were genuinely true for the people that were, were honoring with the celebration of life. Um, I, 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 I take from that and think, I want to know what people are going to say, you know, and it made me think about legacy. And, you know, I, I was on Chris, Chris and I jumped on a podcast and, and, and that particular one was kind of funny because we'll have so many conversations that aren't, aren't, uh, aren't recorded that we end up going, gosh, that would have been a good podcast. And so as soon as I got there, we went right downstairs and we started just recording our conversations. And, and he asked me, why hasn't it started? You know, and I cheekily said, hey, you know, it's actually funny because we did Faith, Fringe, and Freedom on your podcast uh, a year ago on the 7th, and here I am at your house doing another one. And, you know, legacy is why. I got caught up in thinking of the exposure or the fringe and the things that we're going to go through there, and I allowed those to very short time, for a very short time, overshadow the whole purpose of that, which is freedom. So it's from faith through fringe to freedom. That's the whole purpose, friends, right there. I am willing, able, and going to expose things in the middle that are robbing you from your freedom that are robbing you from your ability to function as your true self, that are robbing you of your ability to be the person you're supposed to be and to be the thumbprint. The thumbprint that you're trying to leave on this world is being held back by things that you don't even know are holding you back. Not even just your own limiting beliefs, but I'm talking, you know, principalities and powers in the high places in the spiritual realm that are operating through sons and daughters of disobedience that are in ABC corporations and government agencies that have a nefarious purpose to keep you bound and keep you in a state where you do not function fully as you're supposed to and that we're all put in the dark about the fundamental truths of the universe in this world and its history that are designed to keep you under their thumb in systems of control that keep you from living your full health potential, full wealth potential, full self self potential and freedom. And we're going to expose those things, but here's why. Because I want your freedom. I have experienced a level of freedom by confronting things that were very difficult to confront, and I experienced cognitive dissonance, which is a feeling that you'll have psychologically that you can't reason with or against the truth you're being presented with, and you have a choice to accept that truth and to adopt it and allow what is going to crumble from the preconceived idea you had in the revelation of that truth, it has to crumble for you to experience a greater level of freedom and to move into the place of truth. But many of us don't want to let that castle fall down. And that castle that falls down is a falsehood or a false belief that you used to believe that the truth exposed and you're either going to decide to, frankly, to use the matrix, which I love and did already another time today, you're either going to take the blue pill and go back asleep because you can't reason with the truth that was just presented with you, even though it's sound, even though you know in your heart that it's to some degree true, at least true enough to make you question what you previously believed about that institution, place, person, whatever. You can't ignore the fact that it's true because your heart of heart knows it, but your mental state decides, nope, I'm not going to believe that. I'm going to go right back to sleep, and I'm going to go right back and take that blue pill, and I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. La, 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 la. That's what a lot of people do. But you listen, listen to me. You have a responsibility 
to break past those things. And that's okay if you don't. Because this podcast is not going to be for the faint of heart. There's going to be things that I'm going to expose that are going to shake you to your core. Because they shook me. But trust me when I tell you, it's not easy. But I'm going to tell you what, the freedom is worth it. The mindset that you have is worth it. The exposure is such that it creates inside of you a closer to the source manifestation you're supposed to than you ever thought and believed possible. So my goal for you, friends, in this journey that we're going to take together is to come from a place of hope and belief through fringe things that are scary, revelatory, hard to confront, difficult to hear, all designed to get you to fully manifesting your full full health, wealth, wealth, and self-potential. That's the whole goal. And I think I lost sight of that. Why? I think I, I allowed other things to, to get me there. Now, I had personal things that I was going through that I, I, I'm doing this because I want to give you value, right? And all of my life... I would be the person other people could come to with pretty crazy ideas and feel safe to say it. But but nothing like my entire career as a massage therapist did that really get birthed. And what would happen was they'd come in and you would not be, the topics would just start off crazy and fringe. Like they would just come in talking about something that's on their mind and heart. And here's the thing. Things that you think and obsess about that don't have a way to get out with catharsis and release will begin to cause physiological destruction, pain, inflammation, etc. because they're unexpressed thoughts that turn into dormant emotion emotions that have energy to them that creates physiological stress in your body that results in your nervous system having a lot of static to where the function and talking that it has to do with your brain to your to your heart, your brain to your lungs, your brain to the tips of your fingers, tops of your toes, all of those things, those that sensory information and that communication that's happening gets bogged down by the stress that you're physically accumulating through unexpressed emotional trauma as a result of thoughts that you can't think your way out of. It all produces this static on the nervous system that can result in physical pain. And my whole goal as a massage therapist is to rid you of those pains. And that actually means being able to listen to the things that are causing the static neurologically. So those things would be very, those things are very, very important. They're they're things that happen and are very organic in a massage massage session. And for the last three years of this last stint of being at a different uh, clinic, um, the topics of this podcast were formulated because of people needing to hear the things that we're going to talk about. So this is going to be a repeat if you listen to the one that Chris puts up from earlier today. But my whole goal with this is to real make you realize you're not alone because people that are going to hear this are going to be like, oh my gosh, I thought this same way and I have felt like a crazy person and never had any place to go with any of this information, any of these thoughts, any of these concerns, any of these questions. I have nobody I can talk to about it. 
And the last time Chris and I got back together, that was exactly what he said to me. He said, I can't talk to 98% of the people in my life about what you and I just spent an hour talking about. And I said, brother, same with me. So much of my 20s was with a lot of crazy, whacked out stuff pent up, creating a lot of stress. And then I would just blow people's hair back with information and their eyes would be all wide because I just needed to have the catharsis of saying it but I had no thought, care, or consideration for their ability to handle what I was saying. So my 20s were spent with just bleh, getting it out there. And I was just this balloon full of air that was about ready to burst. But if I just ever so slightly grabbed that rubber tip and said, let some of that air out, I just kind of blew their hair back with the air I let out, right? And, and so my 30s were then spent you know what? I'm done going to everybody that, and I'm telling them, I'm telling people stuff in my twenties that they don't even care. And I can't pay attention to the physiological cues that they're giving me on their face that they don't care. But because my own catharsis was more important than their ability to handle the information, I just blurted it out anyway. And I realized in my thirties, as I kind of grew into that, into that, out of that phase, I started to think about it. You know what? I'm only going to give it to people that can take some, take it and do something with it. Because here's the thing. If you can't conceptualize and see it in your mind, you can't hold it in your hand. And if you can't hold it in your hand, it can't become a tool that you use to change your life for the life of somebody around you. But I wouldn't catch the social cues of them not getting a daggone thing I'm saying, which when I get to the education portion, we'll talk about how you can kind of break through some of those barriers yourself. But, but, but yeah, my twenties were spent that way. And then as I got into my thirties, I stopped doing that, you know, and I started to pay attention to their freedom being more important than my catharsis. And man, every day that, uh, whenever I would have a session, um, there's this massive awakening that we can all attest to right now. Um, and I would notice that, man, like once a month or once every other month, I'd have somebody come in that's waking up and like me, and I'd get so giddy and excited that I can talk to them about that. And here God brought them in to my session to have the sharpening between each of us that, oh, hey, you're wearing a tinfoil hat like me about this subject. And, oh, yeah, I agree with you. And we get to rap and talk about it and feel less alone than we ever did before. And man, I'd be fueled by that conversation for the next month and a half because I realized I wasn't alone. And as the world got darker and got crazier, um, there began began to have a shift happening to a really real polarizing shift. And I would start to notice that now it's twice a month. And then I'd go through a season where it would be a while and then nothing. And then all of a sudden it'd be, you know, three times a month and four times a month. And then um uh, it was actually the height of COVID. So uh, right around two years ago, maybe, I think it was, I, I I would spend my time blasting things on Facebook. And, you know, I wouldn't really care about what people thought because I would, inside of the description, give my opinions that are based in fact and study that I've done behind the scenes that none of you, that many of you listening to this wouldn't even want to do the amount of research I did in some of the topics and, and some of you just don't care to know the difference, and that's okay. But, but I would find myself giving too much opinion in the paragraph above it rather than just letting the article speak. And so I learned a lesson of, hey, let me just let the article speak and just put it out there. And then I would have really meaningful 
conversations on Facebook or there in the comments, but simply because I didn't give people um, sort of my reasoning and opinion about what's really happening behind the scenes that's well thought out, well documented, and 100% true because most of them came through six months later or a year later, and people that said you were crazy six months ago came to me and said you were right all along. Um, but it was very inflammatory the, the way that I would come about it. It was very inflammatory the language I would use. Either inflammatory because of the opinions that I would put on there based on facts that shocked people, or it would be, um, to some degree, and I don't care what they think about it. I don't care if it hurts their feelings. And there's a place that that's very virtuous in, in helping people live their best potential, but there's also a place where that's damaging and actually makes your, your impact uh, wane and nullify it. And so I had an ego death. And I began being more concerned about people's freedom than being right. Which leads me to a conversation I had with Chris just today was, you know, if you're trying to, if you're arguing, you're trying to figure out who is right. But if you're discussing, you're trying to figure out what is right. And I would listen to some podcasts and I started to realize through the breakthroughs that I would have in the sessions and and then people being sent to me in droves, not only because this last couple of years woke people up in a massive quantity from lots of different industries, um, but also because I was in a place where people came to me as they needed and they would pull from me what they need and walk away and I would give them no more and no less than absolutely what they needed and I would be able to develop this sense of, okay, that's too much, back it down, or hey, this is just enough. I filled it up their cup that they need. Now they can physically walk away and I gave them that next piece they need. And so I would notice that when I died to self in that way, when I literally had this ego death that uh, I, I was more concerned about their freedom than being right, um, they came more often. And I, I then also began the philosophical viewpoint that I'm a well that is very deep and very wide because of the things that I believe wholeheartedly that God led me to and through to be able to be a drinking, I, don't, I almost said trough, I, that's going to sound horrible, uh, a, a, a drinking spot, a well for people that they could come to me with what vessel they have to hold and walk away with. And I would fill that vessel. If they came with a ladle, I'd fill that ladle and shut my daggone mouth. If they came with a Dixie cup, I'd fill the Dixie cup and shut my mouth. If they came with a bucket, I'd fill the bucket and shut my mouth. My communication to them was from them drawing it out of me to the capacity that they can think with, hold in their hand and walk away with to empower them in the lives of those around them. It's the only reason I would actually do it. And once I had the death of ego in that way, I was starting to be trusted with more people. And I and the, and honestly, the Lord spoke to me. God spoke to me in this exact context. And he said, why would I send my kids to you if you're not going to love them? I left the silence there on purpose because <laughs> that's how I felt. Ugh, the wind was out of me. But that's because it hit me hard with the way I used to treat people. And I want their freedom. I want your freedom. I want you to no longer be under the thumb of the things that are put in front of you on purpose for a specific reason, nefarious and, 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 and nefarious agenda. 
I want you to see those and I'm going to expose those, but I want it because of your, your freedom is more important to me than your comfortability. There's the fifth time. Um, so it was interesting that once I was trusted with more people, I got more people. When I had that ego death, more people came because I was trusted to tell them only what they needed. And I sort of could instinctfully understand and know when that was enough. And then they would leave for the better. And they'd give me comments of, man, that's really good. Or, wow, that's really powerful. And for me, some of the reasons I would see breakthrough in that because I would chase root cause. I want to know the why behind what we do, why we do it, how we do it, and the reason behind it of everything. I wanted to figure out what made things work. It's why IT makes sense because I liked pulling things apart and figuring out how they worked and put it back together. I have what you would call an engineering mind. I... I like to find the problems and provide solutions. And I like to do that from a root cause perspective. And, um, you know, in the, in the medical practice I would be in, man, there was nothing better than looking at that person as a spirit, as a mind, and as a body, and as, as emotions, and figure out what block they had in which of those aspects and help them live their best health and self-potential by exposing, pointing out, and bringing them to the awareness of which one was holding them back, and very organically, lovingly, through conversation and asking them very direct and specific questions, then I would help them to come to their own conclusion with what they need to do to move forward. It wasn't therapy. It was pointing out what I'm noticing based on the syntax, the tone, the language, the inflection, the verbal stuff, the nonverbal stuff, to be able to lead them and ask them the questions that help them discover for themselves exactly where they need to go, what they need to do, how they need to be. And and most importantly, those people that were feeling ostracized alone and crazy um, felt freedom because, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. And there would be this palpable air. I literally would begin sessions because I no longer needed my own catharsis. I no longer had the self-preservation and the selfish reason for bringing up conversations to frankly get myself <laughs> give myself the cathartic release of what I was pent up with, um, I didn't need to do that anymore. And because of that, there was more trust. And I kid you not, it'd be a brand new person in the clinic, never seen it before in my life, and they would begin the session with some crazy whacked out topic. I mean, I'd come in and be like, they go, what do you think about this pharmaceutical garbage? Whew. Or... Hey, what do you think about aliens? Or, I mean, you, I'm telling you, they would just begin the conversation. I would just begin chuckling on the inside that, okay, hey, this is what they need to talk about because this is on their mind. Because this is on their mind and they don't have a place to say it, it's creating physiological effects in their emotional body that's resulting in physical reasons for pain that they have. And their catharsis of the thoughts that they have that they can't express has to be expressed in order to allow for the mitigation of the emotional reasons behind the thoughts uh, or the, the emotional the emotional trauma that's there as a result of the pent-up thoughts and then the the physical pain that the pent-up emotions as a result of the thoughts are causing in their body so for me it was no different than just helping them to cathartically release all those things but it, 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 it would be so funny to me because they just bring up something random and crazy and here we go on a Thing. And so people would pull from me exactly what they need on whatever the topic was 
of something I've already done. And then I would recognize people that are in some place of the journey that I already was on. And then I felt this tremendous responsibility to tell them now at a 20-year-old, because it'd be like, you know, I'm 38 and to be somebody that's 20 that's just waking up. And I didn't have somebody when I was 20 that could pour in, although I did have some. But there were some lines of demarcation through my own journey of exposure, enlightenment, and, and freedom. I didn't have somebody pouring in and telling me at the time. I had to get there myself. And I had to, have, I had to develop a level of self-reliance at a young age that most people never get to and don't want because of some of the things that have happened to me. But but when these people would come in, it would be crazy because I started, I'd be like, I know that people say they know where you're at and don't really mean it. I legit mean it. I know exactly where you're at. And I would begin to say the thoughts they have, the feelings they have, and they'd go, yes, that's exactly how I feel. And I go, look, I told you, I knew, see, I, I knew that you were there because I've been there, but let me tell you something. I wish somebody would have told me then because guess what? Now, 10 years, let's say they're 28, and I tell them now at 28, and then when they're 38, not only are they going to they gonna pay that forward, but they're also going to live their, they're going to live at 38 way better than I am right now, simply because I caught them at that transformational journey, and they would be led to me, and this would be the whole 15 years of my career as a massage therapist. Literally, they'd be led to me that way every single day that I'd show up, and it increased with the way that the world had been waking up through various things that would happen where they would stop listening to the lies that are pushed and shoved down our throat, pushed into our ears, and shoved through our eye sockets, people would start waking up. And I'd be able to catch them at that journey. But here's the point of all that. This podcast is designed ultimately for those that already are at some level and capacity wake like that, feeling alone, ostracized, crazy. The same thing that my buddy Chris and I said where we can't talk to 98% of the people that we're around about what is bothering us because it's too crazy and controversial and dark and whatever other label you want to give it, I don't really care. But it's, it's there because we're all thinking it to some level. But what I was telling him earlier today, I said the immoral minority are the ones speaking the loudest, overshadowing the moral majority that's sitting there having half a sense to know when to speak and know when not to, but then feeling somewhat overwhelmed by the immoral minority that's speaking the loudest, overshadowing them because they feel alone and they feel like they don't have a place to go. Faith, fringe, and freedom is the place for you, friends. But it's also for those that want to be woken up, and I'm going to methodically go through some specific concepts and things that are going to help you to get to that spot. Whatever level you're starting out at, you're here too, because my ultimate goal is for you to feel just as safe as that person that's already to some degree there. But listen, we're all in process. Some of you are going to hear me speak and finally feel like somebody's speaking the things that are in your heart and mind. Others of you are going to be like, that's a crazy guy. Change the channel and go to another podcast. Thanks for coming, stopping in for the few minutes that you are here. Good luck to you on the next podcast. No harm, no foul. I love you the same anyway. I don't care. Either way, it's okay. Because what we're going to go through is going to be much like my journey. I had to stop for months at a time because of things that would be so breaking to my psyche that I had to reason with it for months. 
I told Chris this on a podcast I did, Faith, Fringe, and Freedom, which if you Google that, you're going to find the first podcast that I did on his, which is the Two-Tongue Podcast. you got to check it out. It's him him and his buddy Kyle that he knew since kindergarten. And, uh, you know, I knew Chris. I met Kyle a couple times when we were younger. Um, but, you know, so Chris and, hey, and Chris and Kyle do that podcast, the Two-Tongues Podcast, which is where the name comes from. And it, it's, it's really awesome, but Faith, Fringe, and Freedom was my debut on that about a year ago, and that's the topic of mine. That's officially starting as of today. Um, but the point of all that is, like, we, we've... We, I was telling him on that that I've had to rebuild my psyche seven different times since 2006, and it's not for this time, so I'll get to... I'll tell you why the, the big breakthrough for me. I'll tell you the concept that shook me enough to make me re, make, make the veil just come crumbling down. The castle that I believed about this world just fell. And uh, I don't want to go into that because that's for later, but you're going to hear some stuff that's going to wreck you, and you're going to think I'm crazy, and that's all right. But I'm going to say it anyway. Some of you are going to come in and out you know, you're going to hear something that I say and think it's crazy. You're going to walk away and say, I'm not going to listen to that crazy dude anymore. And you're going to hear 15, 20 different people say it over the course of maybe, you know, let's say six months, a year, three months. I don't know. Um, and then, oh my gosh, he's not so crazy. You're going to fact check some of the things these other people are saying when you're feeling a little less on guard and a little more vulnerable. You've actually listened to it the third time and somebody else echoes the same thing I hear. And you know, I say something and then you hear it the fourth time and think, huh, I need to probably look into that. You look into it and then you fact check yourself and think, oh my gosh, not only is that person I just heard it from right, but that crazy guy I didn't believe in was right. And then you'll come back and I'll be here for you the whole time. It's not bad if you have to do that. In fact, I love you just the same um, because I had to do the same. I, I, I understand the need to process the revelatory things that I'm going to go over and the things I'm going to expose. I get that 100%. I had to do it too. I told Chris that. But I want you to embrace the journey of it, the grit, the grind, the, grind, the mire, the muck, the, all that stuff. Embrace it because I'm going to tell you what, the freedom on the other side is so worth it. The only thing that makes it not worth it that's a double-edged sword is the pain that begins to grow because you continue to see more and more people buying into the lies and you want more, you want their freedom so much, but man, they can't think with what you want to tell them. They can't hold it in their hand and they can't use that as a tool to help themselves and the people they love. So as much as some of you might be in that process where you're just blurting it out and you don't care what they think, feel, or believe about it, don't, don't waste your breath. Because you're actually keeping keeping them from being able to live their best health potential. Giving somebody an amount of information that they can't think with when they're not ready for it can literally wreck them and stop their pursuit for a short or a long period of time and, 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 and hold them back from their freedom more than it will spur them towards it. Be very careful with what you give somebody that's not ready. And that makes me think of, I said this to Chris, it makes me think of when I talked to, when I think about Jesus before he ascended, he said, there's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear the weight of it. I understand that feeling to my own experiential level, not saying I'm Christ. I can, I can viscerally feel a portion of that, however, how, however small. Combine that with the knowledge that that man would have died with and ascended with, 
I couldn't even imagine the burden that that must have been because my burden with what I'm at, where I'm at, which I a thousand percent believe was downloaded from him anyway, like, man, whatever, whatever, like, like however big that is to me, man, what must that have been for him knowing infinitely more than I did and do now? So, so that's that's the idea that like if you think about the disciples, they couldn't bear the weight of what he really wanted to tell them. How much did he have to to, to expose to them? So, so if you're somebody out there that's doing that, you're actually rendering them unable to to live their best health potential, or you're giving them an unnecessary or unneeded detour in their process and in their journey. So, this podcast is going to replicate some of the key. Factors, key ideas, concepts, beliefs, pillars of industry, things like that, um, or pillars of influence, as I call them. It, it, I'm going to go through some of those because I'm going to bring you ever so comfortably along the exposure of the things, beliefs, patterns, institutions, truth behind them that are we have beliefs about our world that nobody's ever questioned, but many of you listening to this have questioned have questions, looked for yourself, and found the truth, but you're silent because you're afraid you're not, there's so many people, you're so used to speaking to people that shut you down that it keeps you from continuing the pursuit of the knowledge, but you're you're quiet and silent because you feel like you're alone, like you can't talk about it, like the people don't understand. I'm here to tell you that I do because you and I are the same. For those of you that aren't there yet, I'm here to help guide you on whatever piece and part you might be already knowing to get you to the place where you have the freedom on the other side. So my whole desire is to build a community around people that are like-minded, that don't have to feel ostracized crazy, and no longer have to be the moral majority woken to the truth, silent because of insecurity and feeling like they're alone. This podcast is 100% first and foremost for you. The rest of the people, whatever piece and part and parcel that you are, you know, at with some of the knowledge we'll talk about, it's here for you as well. It's here for you to take, come, drink, walk away, come back. Whenever you have a bigger vessel, bring, get more the next time, walk away with more the next time. There's, there's a certain decorum to this podcast thing where people sort of know it's going to go on the air, which means they have a different level of decorum. They kind of act differently. They, they, they um, you know, just hold themselves differently, carry themselves differently. That I want to so, I want a discourse. I want to have conversations with people that may not be leave the same as me. There's a couple of things that I just won't bring on the podcast. And, you know, when those come up, I'll tell you why. It's not for now. But, um, you know, the whole point of this is to create an atmosphere and create an environment where if you already are that way, you can come and feel safe and to build a community around it. Um, because that's the safe haven that my room was when I was still a massage therapist, because many of you listening to this, many of you had been waiting for this to even pop on because I've told you for the last three years of working with you in that room that it's coming and you've longed for it. And I may not be able to work on you physically, but there's so much more of 
our relationship that was in, that was important to me that had nothing to do with the massage part. And I'm looking forward to having further discussions with you like we did in that room. But okay with the fact that we can't do that anymore. That's okay. Because you matter to me more than just my ability to help feel help heal your physical body. The conversations that you and I would have in that room changed my life and made me a better version of me. And many of you that are going to hear this and begin to jump on the bandwagon and that couldn't wait for me to do it, you helped this happen. You encouraged me. You listened. Even when I told you some crazy whacked out stuff, some of you listened and knew that I believed what I believed and then would come back and corroborate it. Oh my gosh, I that was right. Others of you were right there with me the whole time. And if you didn't know what I meant, you asked me. And, and we had incredible, and you challenged me. You also challenged me. Those of you who, you know who you are. And I can't wait to have you be on here. And we, I jump on the phone and we talk and record it. But man, some of you, your challenge made this possible. Your challenge to get me to conceptualize the things and regimented and, and all of those things like you matter you you made this happen so you better show up <laughs> some of you who hear this are gonna know who i'm talking you're gonna know i'm talking to you you better show up in fact i'll come after you if you don't <laughs> because this is so this is you those of you that i met over those three years where we talked about this stuff you know I'm, i'll listen i'll start calling out names because you know one that's popping in my head now is scott You've been looking for it. So, looking forward to seeing you on here. Catherine, I'm calling you out. Um, um, Stephanie, I'm calling you out. <laughs> There's three for the first intro. I look forward to hearing you. Look forward to seeing you on here. Look forward to talking with you. But this is here for you to feel safe. This is here for you to feel like somebody else gets it and somebody else is saying what you're thinking, feeling, and believing, and you've been quiet because you didn't know that we exist. Well, guess what? We exist. And the numbers are way bigger than you think. Um, and then again, for everybody else in between, it's fine. I'm going to bring you up to speed. I'm going to exp- expose some things. And yes, some of it will be current events. Um So I, I kind of told myself I'd want to be at about an hour. I'm a little over that. So I'm going to kind of briefly go over the pillars of influence that we'll discuss. And um, it's going to be mostly methodical, but I thought that, you know, hey, there'll be like a wild card Wednesday um, where I just maybe take a current topic or something that I'm reading or, or what have you. But there's going to be something for everybody. You know, there's stuff on mindset, on education, how to break past limiting beliefs you have, how to learn more information in a short amount of time. There's going to be something for everybody it's not always going to just be the fringe stuff because my importance, the importance is this. I want to leave a legacy and I want to do something that's going to last beyond me. And you listening to this, I literally yearn, long for, and believe for your freedom. You're hearing this at the moment you're hearing it because you're supposed to, period. So if you're, if you're, if you're hearing this for the first time and you're like, oh my gosh, he's talking to me or oh my gosh, you're supposed to be here. You are hearing this at the time you're supposed to for the specific reason to show you that you're not alone. So welcome to Faith, Fringe, and Freedom, and everything in between. So the pillars of influence. There has to be an agreement that there's a spirit realm. I don't care if you're a believer. I don't care if you were in church. I don't care if you're out of church. You just have to agree 
that there is a good and there's an evil, that there is a dark malevolent force and a good malevolent force, or sorry, a dark force and a good force, positive, negative, yin, yang. I don't, I don't care the semantics and the language you use necessarily. I've already given where I'm at, and I'm not going to shrink back from that, but let's just move past that, right? You have to agree that that's going on. You have to agree that those there, because whether it, whether we debate the existence therein or not, the things that drive people for good or for evil is belief in other evil or belief in other good things that are not physical but spiritual. The motivating factor between much of what's going on behind the scenes is based on a belief in one or the other, period. No qualms about that. So listen to me very clearly. If you have issue with that, this is not the podcast for you. I say that with love. I say that with compassion. I say that with a deep yearning for you to find your tribe. Okay? But but hear me. There is good. There is evil. Whether you agree, we debate, whatever, that's okay. But the motivating factor between what's going on in this world all the time is because of a belief in one or the other. Number two, news media is a pillar of influence. I don't care which side you're on, it's all garbage. With with the exception of a few, I'll tell you which ones I like and why I like them, but that's not for now. So that's number two. So so spirit, spirit realm, good and evil, news media. The third is education. The fourth is food. The fifth is medical, pharmaceutical. The sixth is political. The seventh is entertainment. And right here in this moment, I'm blanking on the eighth. So spiritual, uh, news media, third is education, fourth is food, fifth is pharmaceutical, uh, sixth is political, seventh is entertainment, and again, we'll get there. But but it grew into eight, and at the, at the moment of recording this, I'm blanking on that. But that's okay, because that gets us plenty to do. And in the next couple of weeks and, and however long this thing can go on, which I, I at this point now that it started, cat's out of the bag, here we are. We're already rolling with it. I can't put the cat back in the back in the bag now. So whether we like it or not, here we are. But here's the deal. I'm here for you. I'm here to bring value. Listen when I say this. Every single thing I say is going to be ultimately for your freedom of health, of wealth, and of self. The in-between stuff is just helping to get you there because if you don't see that, you aren't going to see the freedom. It's important to say it this way. You can't reveal the dream until you've exposed the nightmare. So, my ultimate goal is the freedom. It's going to get dark. It's going to get mucky. It's going to get difficult. It's going to be like, man, I'm showing my age. It's going to be like walking through the mud that a tray you had to do a never ending story gosh darn it and his freaking when his freaking horse died <laughs> right like um it's it's going to feel like wading through quick quicksand sometimes but trust me when i tell you it's for your good it's for your freedom um i've got videos and videos and videos of people from podcasts uh or sorry from tiktok and uh reels that i've saved from facebook I've got content for days, friends, of because some of these people that I can't wait to collaborate with, they don't know it yet, but they're going to get on this podcast. We're going to talk. 
because some of the things they talk about is exactly what I want to talk about. I'm going to bring other perspectives um, to a to a, a pretty large degree. Um, again, I said earlier there's some co- a couple topics I'm just not going to argue. I'm just not. I'm not going to touch a couple um, simply because they don't serve a purpose to your freedom. They just serve for argument, and I'm not here for that because I want to discuss to find out what's right. I don't want to have an argument to find out who's right. So if at any point any guest comes on here, so this goes as a sort of a, we'll call it an encouragement, not a warning, but, you know, there's a certain level of decorum, and I'm not going to put up with anything less than respect, regardless of your opinion or viewpoint. You know, this thing grows to like five or six people on here at once. You know, I'm going to have something that you're going to sign that's going to be very clearly laid out what I expect and what I want for my audience. And if you don't agree to that, don't come on. Um, and it's simple. It's not going to be controversial things that are going to be incredibly difficult for you to do. If 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 it's difficult for you, it's probably not a good time. Probably shouldn't at all, right? But, but um, there'll, there'll be other perspectives on some things. Obviously, I'll have Chris on here because now that the intro is done, we have talked about wanting to do the Book of Enoch forever. So we're going to do that. Um, you know, Chris will be on here a lot. And my buddy Larry is going to be on here, which I just called him out. We talked yesterday. He's like, man, I have some things I want to say. I'm going to start a podcast. I said, just come on mine. Not that he can't start his own too, but, um, you know, we're going to have him come on. We'll rap about some stuff. And, you know, you're going to very clearly see where I may be aligned politically, but I'm not a, I'm not unable to hear other opposing viewpoints and love you the same. It's not like I'm going to not, I'm going to censor people. It's just the idea that there's certain things that I don't want talked about because they literally don't amount to your freedom. They just amount for argument's sake. And, you know, I, I, I just don't see the value in that. I always want to bring value. The value I bring, I want it to lead to your freedom. That's it. So if it fits that and aligns with that purpose, fantastic. We'll do it. We'll say it. They can say it. They can come on. I don't care. But if it doesn't fit any of that, I'm not going to do it because you're more important to me than that. Um, obviously, there'll be the feedback. Obviously, as this thing grows, however I feel God leads or however however I can, however, however it can grow, um, you know, obviously your feedback is going to be important. You know, topics, things you want to, questions you have, you know, we're going to go into them. And the worst you're going to hear me say is I don't know. Or I'm going to say, my level of experience in that is limited. However, this is where I'm at on that topic right now. I'm not going to just make something up I haven't researched, even if it's a small amount. If I've only put a small amount of research into it, I'm going to tell you that. If I put a ton in it, I'm going to tell you I put a ton in it, um, which therein lies some of the guidelines as to certain arguments I just won't listen to because the overwhelming amount of evidence has shown me that it's literally never going to be be the opposite of what I believe, period. There's certain things that just you're never going to budge me on and I'm not going to entertain any other idea, period. And again, you'll know why. But, you know, for the sake of time, it's a, that's an hour and 18 minutes and I got to call my wife and kids back because they're out on vacation. Um, I'm going to sign off, but... Welcome to Faith, Fringe, and Freedom. I'm glad you're here. Whatever place you're in in the journey, just starting, in the middle, towards the end, already awake, feeling whatever, I'm here for all of that. And I'm here to bring you along the journey. I'm here to bring you up to speed. I'm here to give you a perspective you may not have thought about. But ultimately, it's for your freedom. If it doesn't result in your freedom, I don't want to say it. 
now, you know, I'm human. You might hear some things that maybe don't align with you, or you may hear some things that you would think don't align with me, but I say them anyway. And hey, if we all understand that we're under grace and none of us are perfect, I think we'll get along just fine. But I'm really glad I did this. Thanks, Chris, for for pushing me. And uh, thank you, thank you for every single client that I again I expect you to be here. You know who you are. Every single person in between that helped this happen helped me to get it out of my head and talk about it to have some sort of framework for how this thing's going to go, but also with the freedom to just let's see where it ends up. Because you know what, this is a community. This isn't just a Josh show. It's not just a Chris show. It's it. This is for everybody. This is for the collective whole that I do this. And if at any moment you believe contrary, I invite you to exit. If I don't say something that you don't align with, I invite you to exit. If I say something that offends you, I invite you to exit. It's not because I don't love you. It's because there's other podcasts. But I want to challenge you. And sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we're not ready to be challenged, and that's okay. Sometimes I might say something that's sore that you might be feel triggered by. But here's the here's the thing about that: if you're triggered, then I'm probably speaking the truth. <laughs> so, yeah, the truth has a way of offending, and and we live in this cancel culture such such that we don't listen to truth. Truth should offend. Truth is not truth unless it challenges you in some way you are contrary to truth. Truth should expose some thought, belief, or idea that is wrong, or at the very least, you know is wrong, wrong for you. It doesn't have to ascribe to some doctrine or anything, but you're going to know. So, you know, truth has to have some sort of agitation in order for you to have the change on the other side of that truth exposure. So it's going to rattle you like it rattled me. I'm going to rattle you like Chris was rattled. We're going to rattle you because we've been rattled. But again, I'm here for your freedom. I'm here for your enjoyment. I'm here for your pleasure. I'm here to empower you. I'm here to give you mindset. I'm here to exp- to give you truths. I'm here to take my life experience, the various things I learned through the uh, various jobs and my own pursuits of long hours of research I want to bring value to you. So I'm going to sign off now. Uh, I'm here for you. And we may not always agree, but know I love you, know I appreciate you, and know that I'm here for your freedom because it's way more liberating than staying under the thumb because your thumbprint has to leave this mar- leave a mark on this, on this earth. There's something here for you to do that only you can do, that you're uniquely equipped to do. And every single thing I do and say here is for you to experience what that is. If that's because you end up um, wanting to know more about the God I serve and my own personal beliefs, that's going to happen, sure. But but I, but trust me when I tell you I've had the same questions in that area myself. So um, you may have different perspectives and different ways to ask those questions, but by and large, the core of those, I'm, pro- I'm going to tell you that I probably have had. But if I haven't, I'll tell you. So for those of you that are on the fringe of society, feeling like you're ostracized, it's time to come home. And uh, I can't wait for you to get here and feel safe. 
and be able to help those along that maybe need help. And, you know, sure, there's going to be groups and things. We'll do meet. I'm, this is as big. This can get as big as it needs to or stay as small as it needs to. I'm here for you guys. So welcome to Faith, Fringe, and Freedom. We're going to get into a lot more in the coming episodes and, and, and things like that. Um, when I upload, it'll be on Podbean and it'll be on everything that you can have access to. So if you use Audible, if you use Spotify, if you use Apple, it, it, it sends it to all the major ones once I upload it. So um, for those of you that have been looking for it for a long time because you were one of the people that I would talk about it for three years, well, it's finally here. So I expect you to be here. And um, I can't wait to be on this journey with you and see where it ends up because, again, it's about the collective whole, not the Josh show. So with that said, I'm going to sign it off. Welcome to Faith, Fringe, Freedom. Glad you're here. And I look forward to exposing things and have us to kind of help each other experience the freedom that I believe we're all destined to experience. Have a great evening. We'll see you on the next one.